The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Zeal. If you want a good massage but don't have the time to get one, have the massage come to you with Zeal. You pick the time and the location. Have your next massage on demand at home. Our listeners can get $20 off their first massage with promo code BIGIDEA. Good morning. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, May 17th. In today's news... Rudy Giuliani compares Bob Mueller to the godfather. President Trump may have filed a false ethics report in relation to the Stormy Daniels affair. And the president says some undocumented immigrants are animals. But first, the big idea. New documents reveal details about the 2016 Trump Tower meeting. The publicist who first contacted Donald Trump Jr. to set up the June 2016 meeting at Trump Tower told investigators that he did so only after receiving assurances that the Russian lawyer he was bringing along was well-connected and had dirt on Hillary Clinton. Rob Goldstone told the Senate Judiciary Committee that his client, Amin Agalarov, a Russian pop star and the son of a billionaire developer, had insisted he set up the meeting, overriding Goldstone's own warnings that it would be a terrible idea. The intensity with which Agalarov and his father sought the Trump Tower meeting is revealed in more than 2,500 pages of congressional testimony and exhibits that were released by the committee on Wednesday. The testimony shows that attendees at that June 9, 2016 Trump Tower meeting largely agreed with Don Jr.'s longstanding contention that the Russian lawyer, Natalia Veselnitskaya, did not actually transmit dirt about Clinton. Although, The notes of former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort, who was at the meeting and wrote himself an email about it, are a little cryptic. A Russian-American lobbyist who attended the meeting testified that Don Jr. opened the session by, quote, getting straight to the point and asking what they had on Hillary. Goldstone said Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law, was one of just three people who spoke during the session and that he interrupted the Russian lawyer who has close ties to the Kremlin to ask her at one point to refocus her presentation. Goldstone said he recalled that Kushner stayed for the entire meeting, contradicting numerous public assertions that he left early and never came back. Don Jr. was especially cagey during his interview with the Judiciary Committee, claiming that he could not recall whether he discussed the Russia probe with his father or whether he spoke with his dad on the day the meeting was arranged. In fact, there were 54 times during his testimony when Don Jr. said he could not remember something substantive. In his interview, Goldstone, the promoter, also detailed Donald Trump Sr.'s 2013 trip to Moscow, where he says his team made extensive efforts to set up a face-to-face meeting with Vladimir Putin. Negotiations for a face-to-face meeting began with a written request from Trump Tower to the Kremlin and included a personal call with Putin's top spokesman. Trump and Putin didn't end up meeting, according to Goldstone, because Putin was too busy receiving the new King of Holland. Still, Newly revealed details about the American businessman's failed courtship of the Russian autocrat illustrate the depth of Trump's infatuation. An Aguilarov employee also told the Judiciary Committee that his boss tried very hard to make the meeting happen, saying that he, quote, secretly requested it through a Russian government employee. The documents put out by the Judiciary Committee also suggest the Kremlin used the National Rifle Association to provide a back channel to Trump's 2016 campaign and might have secretly funneled money to support his bid. The NRA spent $30 bucks that year to help Trump, 
and the FBI is reportedly investigating whether any of that money came from Russia. Meanwhile, the Senate Intelligence Committee, which, like the Judiciary Committee, is controlled by Republicans, announced that it has determined the U.S. intelligence community was correct in its assertion that Russia both interfered in the 2016 election and that its intention was to elect Trump president. The committee is expected to publish a comprehensive final report this fall, but their announcement completely undercuts the report released last month by House Republicans on the Intelligence Committee, and it complicates GOP messaging heading into the midterms. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani said last night that special counsel Bob Mueller's team has told them that prosecutors do not believe they have the ability to charge a sitting president with a crime. If true, that means Congress, not the courts, would be expected to address any finding of wrongdoing by Trump. Giuliani says Mueller seemed displeased when he asked him for his stance on the issue during a recent meeting. He compared the special counsel's reaction to that of Vito Corleone, the mob boss in the movie The Godfather. Giuliani described the standoff between the two sides over a presidential interview as increasingly tense. He said Mueller is trying to sit down with Trump for two and a half hours. The president, he claims, wants to do it, but the lawyers aren't letting him. Today, by the way, is Mueller's one-year anniversary of being appointed as special counsel. Number two. New financial disclosure documents reveal that Trump has finally reported to the government reimbursing more than $100,000 to his longtime personal attorney and consigliere, Michael Cohen. It's an apparent reference to the $130,000 in hush money that Cohen funneled to adult actress Stormy Daniels before the 2016 election to cover up an alleged affair she had with Trump. The information was included as a footnote in a 92-page form filed earlier this week with the Office of Government Ethics. The Government Ethics Office has referred the matter to the Justice Department, saying in a letter yesterday that Trump should have listed the payment as a liability in his previous financial disclosure. This is really significant. Experts say no one can recall any other time when the Office of Government Ethics has referred a sitting president to the Justice Department for a review of whether he filed a materially false ethics report. Trump's attorneys insist the president was disclosing it voluntarily out of the interests of transparency. In related news, the whistleblower who leaked Cohen's financial records told the New Yorker that he decided to share the documents with journalists because swaths of suspicious transactions began disappearing from a government database. It also emerged yesterday that Cohen solicited a payment of at least $1 million from the government of Qatar in 2016 in exchange for access to and advice about the then incoming administration. And we also learned yesterday that FBI agents are still actively probing Cohen's $150,000 deal with a South Korean aerospace firm last year. The firm hired him after the election and is still trying to score a multi-billion dollar contract from the U.S. Air Force. Number three, President Trump referred to some undocumented immigrants as animals during a roundtable on California's role as a so-called sanctuary state yesterday. Here's what he said. But we're taking people out of the country. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. These aren't people. These are animals. And we're taking them out of the country at a level and at a rate that's never happened before. Trump also told Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who was sitting in the room during the meeting, that he should order the Justice Department to investigate the Democratic mayor of Oakland, California, for her role in tipping off the immigrant community about an impending federal enforcement raid in February. Trump said that Mayor Libby Schaaf's decision amounted to obstruction of justice because many of those who were targeted fled before agents arrived to detain them. It is highly unusual 
if not unprecedented, for the president to tell his attorney general to investigate a political rival for obstruction of justice. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, May 17th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.